Oh, happy, happy, happy victory slash week two episode. Oi, yes. Got the dub. We got the dub. Beat Baker Mayfield. Honestly, he beat the brakes off him, I would say, for most of the game. Yeah, it got a little bit scary outside of like four plays. If those four plays went a different way or we actually didn't blow coverage, uh, would have been a big different story. It, I'd honestly, you can count on two different hands how many times that ball hit the turf and they just were so lucky to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, the fumble for McCaffrey and he takes it 30 yards. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's what he is. Um, but you know, I think all all round great team victory. Special teams was on point. I'd say. Shall uh, shall I mean, we uh, make Kate York our president? Yeah, Kate on on that side of special teams, awesome. Uh, on the other side of special teams, Demetric Felton. But <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. So you know. I mean, I already missed Jakeem Grant. He hasn't even played for us. Yeah, yet. so, I mean, I think that's the big issue that I can definitely take away is our special teams are going to be bad, and we don't really have a solution. Um, other than that, I think we look pretty good. Jacoby played Jacoby. I mean, that's just how he is. I also got to say, I've had a few conversations. He's a backup quarterback, man. He's a backup quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. He's not at that level. He's serviceable, okay? Don't be like, oh, he sucks. Because, yeah, guess what? He does kind of suck. He's our second quarterback. I mean, look at, like, would you rather have Jacoby Brissett or Dak Prescott just got hurt and start Cooper Rush? I mean, that's what backup quarterbacks are, okay? Like, so, Jacoby played Jacoby. He made some nice throws, not amazing, had a couple issues. But other than that, like, he looked pretty good. The running game was incredible again. Fireworks. Incredible. So, that was awesome. Really good to see. That, that offensive line... I think won them the game. And James Hudson. Oh, dude. Great. James Hudson. I, I honestly, you know, this is going to make this upcoming offseason a lot easier if he's playing the way he did on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, he was rock solid. Yeah, um, if, if he keeps that up, I mean, Jack Conklin is definitely going to be out of a job. But that's the, way too, way too, too long. Too early to call. Too early to Yeah, that's, just, that's just one game. One game. Pump okay? the brakes, Mike. Yes. But, but yes, um, you know, uh, I I can think of a bunch of guys that had a great game. But uh, just to go off your Jacoby Brissett talk, um, you know, I think this is the biggest topic in the city right now. I honestly thought he had a pretty good game for him being Jacoby Brissett. Exactly. You know, I feel like people forget this. You know, I, I made this point that, I, I think he's going to play better than Baker did last season. Now, I don't think he's going to, you know, light a team up for 300 yards. Now, that's always a possibility because he's done it before, but that's never been his game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he made throws. You know, he did something Baker never did here. Was what, run, run, a, run a game winning drive outside of twice. He made he made three throws, on and <laughs> with less than a minute left to get in the field goal range. Yeah, Baker's definitely done it before, uh, but like, but I mean, he he's that was one of the best fourth uh, like last second drives that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And, and you heard in the post game press conference where Cade York 
I guess, told Jacoby, he said, just get me to the 40. He said it earlier out of the week in the in practice, and it came true. Just get him to the 40. That's beautiful. Now the 58-yard field goal to win this game. Fucking ice in his veins, man. Ice yeah. in his veins. So it was pretty awesome. Kid York is awesome right now. We'll see. So another thing, got to pump the brakes here because that was one game out of 17. So And we'll he played that. in the beautiful weather of Carolina. Just wait till it's uh, late. December and you're playing in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, and it's negative five. <laughs> <laughs> so but let, let's see where what happens there. But definitely some good stuff to think about heading into week two when we play the goddamn Jets. The Jets come off a little beating from uh, the the Baltimore Robins, and uh, you know they had about twenty carries for sixty yards against the New York Jets defense. Yeah. But Lamar also let them up um, let them uh, in the air. Yeah. Rashad Bateman had a day, so if you started them in fantasy. And Duvernay had a pretty good game. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was I, really. I, Bateman was on my bench, dude. I felt so. <laughs> I was terrible. Oh, how about that beating this weekend, yeah, huh? Here, dude. Week one dub. <laughs> See, my team fell apart. I only had like 79 points, all right? you were, It wasn't too much to win. <laughs> but. Well, uh, well, either way. Or Grazzy's <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh you know Joe Flacco had to make the start for the uh for the hurt uh motherfucker and speaking Zach of, Wilson. Speaking of hurt, his arm probably hurts too. Yeah. Uh I mean, he threw the ball 59 times, 367 in the air and a and a tidy in the tick and a pick. Not a tick, a pick. But um you know, for a backup quarterback, I would not say that's that bad of a game. No. But when it takes you 36 attempts to get... So that's essentially 10 yards per pass. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm I, not going to sleep on the Jets because, one, they played us tough in 2020. Um, they're... And beat us, but that that was a whole different game. Yeah, I was gonna say I know. we had, we had like two starters out of the eleven on offense. Yeah, um, you know they they have a nice set of running backs and uh, Mikel Carter and uh, Brees Hall. That um, you know they didn't really show up this week, but they can definitely be weapons yeah. uh, going forward. Um, you know he. Joe Flacco did a really good job spreading the ball. Um, at least seven receivers had like six or more catches. Yeah. Between Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, <laughs> Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, Micah Carter, and uh, I believe it was Jack, um, not Jack Conklin, Tyler Conklin, the tight end that came over from Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. um, but big news for them. Um, so far, George George Fant, their backup left tackle, uh, to uh, Mackay Becton is possibly might be out this Sunday. So we're looking at a third string tackle, um, on the left side. On the left side, yeah, that's huge because yeah. Miles Garrett's on the left side. Yeah, so. but that's to be determined. It is only Thursday, at least for us. Yeah, you guys will see this probably Friday or Saturday, but um, still a lot to pick up on. You know, Flacco was pressured a lot this past Sunday. Um, sacked about three times. Um, you know, and they're, they're going to have their hands full with Sir Miles Garrett, who 
really showed out in this game. Two sacks. I mean, he was the highest highest rated player this week per uh, Pro Football Focus. Um, you know, he was all over the place. Yeah. Um, I, I think where the the game starts for the Browns are Dunk uh, Royal Donuts. Almost said Duncan, but I gotta oh. stay loyal to the Royal. Oh, got to. Um, our Royal Donuts key to the game. I, I think you 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 gotta keep bringing that pressure and contain these big plays. Um, yeah, and you can't give up big plays. Yeah, yeah you cannot do it. Um, couple busted coverages, but I think this this comes with. Uh, more reps as the season goes on. This uh, this happened between Greg Newsom and Grant Delpit. Now these guys ain't seasoned veterans, so one's in year two, and technically Grant Delpit's in year two. Yeah. So year um, this is uh, um, it's still very early in the season. Um, you know, you take away those plays. It's a, it's a, I feel like it's a different ball game. It's a blowout week one. Yeah, so well, I, I guess, yeah, going into, you know, week two, fix a few of those things, it's going to be a whole different game. If they just fix a few yeah. things, I mean, we could just look at another blowout. And I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to completely switch gears and Flacco isn't going to throw no, for more. I than, fully expect Flacco to throw the ball. A ton. A ton. Um, I mean, they threw it in the rain. It was a, yeah. it was an awful ball game. He had a lot of checkdowns as well, yeah. and short passes to the running back. So yeah, um, something to be worried about. The, this is a banged up offensive line. They're not that great to start, and this Browns defense was in the backfield for almost eighty five percent of the game. Um, they had one of the highest uh, pressure ratings in the league. Um, you know. It, this is one of those Miles Garrett games again. You know, when you look at Aaron Donald and TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, you put them in the same conversation because they can own a game and they can win you a game. I mean, I don't think Pittsburgh gets a win last week against Cincinnati if TJ Watt doesn't do what he does. And, and that's and I don't think they get a win next week the, against the Browns without TJ Watt. The, that's next week's video. Next week's um but you know, th- this is what this is what you look for in a defensive player in a year candidate. Um, so expect I'm expecting Miles to have a big game. If not him, definitely Clowney. Someone's gonna have a big game yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. But bringing pressure is where it starts. And the second part of this keys to the Browns' game plan is to definitely keep those receivers clamped up. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson, there's a reason why he was a top 10 pick. Um, the guy can make plays all over the field. He was showing up against Baltimore. Um, you had a second-round pick in Elijah Moore that was out there making plays. The speedster um, definitely got to watch out to. And then the sleeper in Corey Davis, who's a, a bit big, had a, has a nice catch, uh, catch radius. Um so definitely guys to watch out for. But to, to go back to the offensive side of the ball, um, obviously you want to stick to the number one in running the ball, but that's not one of my keys to success. Okay, uh, I would say keep the uh, keep it going with Brissett. Um, you know, I, I I really think that you know, he, okay, he missed some layups for sure. Um, you know, the one throw to Amari, he. 
overshot him when he was wide open. Yep. But you know what? I think that comes with reps. You got to think, um, Amari and Brissett, you know, they they picked up first first. Uh, I mean, Brissett started doing the starter reps midway through training camp. Yeah. Yeah. So. so a month of reps, um, you know, it, it's just not. There's not enough chemistry yet, but I think you let you let it fly. Um, Jacoby's not one to really take any risks, um, which I, I like for yeah. a backup quarterback, because he he did nothing more and nothing less. I think he did yeah. exactly what he came to do. He didn't. Even if we lost this game. He didn't. He would have not lost this yeah, game. You don't. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett doesn't lose you games, as with like in the past, Baker Mayfield will lose you a game, and so that's one thing. Looking at this year is that one's a big highlight is that like he's not gonna throw the ball deep downfield all the time, but like when he does, like he's not gonna like just play some terrible positions, right? I mean, even that deep ball that ended up being a pa- uh, defensive pass interference, like if he if Amari didn't get just like basically thrown to the ground, that was right in the pocket. So I don't know. I th- I, th- I think it's gonna be good. I think he's just, yeah needs to get some reps. Um, and you know what though, I I'm I'm actually gonna backtrack. I thought he made some really good throws. I think he made more good throws than bad throws. Yeah, tight windows too. I, I mean, he was excellent on third down. Yeah. How many times would we get in a third and twenty situation last year and? It would just be an even worse play, like it just like oh, we're just gonna take a sack or just launch it out of bounds. Yeah, punt. But yeah. I mean, wow, he was. I mean, he put the ball in some good play, spots. Um, you know, I I can think of a couple bad throws he had, but I thought he was. I mean, he found Peoples Jones a lot, and God, if that that's another player, I think that was key. For the Browns this week, he was making plays all over the and field. He was making the kind of plays that you saw in training camp, and we haven't seen that, that like even, awesome, awesome. You catches. even saw last year that they because his thing, his thing coming out of the draft was he did not have good hands, and you know I, I think he really worked on that, and you're starting to see it. Um, I mean, he's one of the strongest catchers that we have on our team. I think he's starting to pick up that uh, role that Jarvis had of being that possession guy. I mean, he's a big guy, and he brings it in, and he has the speed. So if he can keep playing the way he is, I I, I see a lot coming from Peoples-Jones being a number one receiver. And, I mean, that might be a bold statement, but... um, so, cocktails players to watch this week. Cocktail number one. Good. Is, yeah. it the, is it the obvious? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be the obvious. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. Ooh. Yeah. I think I think he looked awesome last week, and he really stretched the field and did a lot of work. And I think if you even give a couple plays, like when he just absolutely just broke uh, J.C. Harden's legs – and uh, just ran up. You get a couple more of those. I mean, it's gonna be lights out. So, in my opinion, I think Amari Cooper can be the game changer in this game. And it could really, especially if like the uh, 
And, and the reason for this, I honestly will say, is that, like, yes, the Jets' defense kind of held uh, the running game under three yards of carry this last week against Baltimore, although they did not have uh, Dobbins. So, you know, the, the, t- the quality of the uh, running back was obviously not to the standard of the Browns. But I will say that when it comes to the air, I think Amari's going to have a huge game. So, that's mine. So, he's going to sauce, sauce Gardner? Overrated. Extra Just tip saying. Ooh. Hot take, I don't care. Bold statement. Um, Overrated. Okay, I, I'm i sorry. I got to take the two. I know I'm... You had the two last go, week. Go I already, for I already take know it, who it take is. Take it. That's all you, man. I thought about these all week. Uh, my first one being Denzel Ward. Okay, nice. Um, you know... He was awesome. Oh, he was awesome last week. And uh, I, I think he's going to have to play a big role on Sunday um, against the goddamn Jets. Goddamn Jets. If you can just get it in the hand like that. would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, the guy... The goddamn Jets. The, I mean, they're, they're all over the place in the receiving core. And like I said earlier, um, these are guys that can make plays. So it's going to take a lockdown corner. Um, even with Greg on the other side, uh, Greedy's on the IR. And you know what? I would say the corners had just a great game last week, too. Emerson I had an out, awesome. outstanding game. He's physical, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, okay, if he's going to give up a pass interference on a five-yard pass, I'm okay with that. Because he, he is a physical guy that's going to knock you off your route. Yeah. But you know what? That's what these corners do. They're physical, and they're going to piss you off. And that's what they need to do against the Jets. And then the third and final cocktail goes to the guy that didn't see many plays. Um, you know, he got a big paycheck this offseason. Um, and I, I think he's I think he's ready for a big game. Uh, you didn't see much of him on Sunday. But it's the Chief, yeah. David Njoku. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just going off watching the, the Jets and Ravens game. Um, they have a lot of holes in the middle of the field, and I think that's where you can find David Njoku. Um, you know, dude, his blocking was awesome last oh, week too. The, the, I mean, he was just, what, he what, was rolling people. What man. a what a turnaround for him! You know, yeah. he is turned into a well developed player. Where, you know, if you go watch his games in his rookie season, he was, you know, <laughs> he was a really sketchy first round pick. Yeah. He could barely block, and his hands were really iffy. Um, now it almost feels that he's kind of a sure hand catch. Almost always, yeah. He's got some sticky hands nowadays. Uh, uh, I like mean, you saw, he's a, you saw he, it last year. He he changed. I mean, he was built like a house when he came here. Yeah, he's but like, but like he rebuilt his body. Yeah. Um, you know, he just drives over people, yeah. man. He just—it's like a freight train. Like, Honestly, I would say his good blocker. I would say his blocking has really been the most impressive part about his game. Well, if you saw last week, I mean, his blocking to open up holes for Hunt and, and Chubb was awesome too. I, I mean, that's, just just look at just look at the run uh, Kareem had on that touchdown, that twenty-yard run between Wyatt Teller, Ethan Poichich. And David Njoku, that run does not happen. Not happen. 
It, it, it was beautiful. In fact, Wyatt Teller blocked two guys on that play. Yeah, dude, he sealed he, it, turned around and sealed dude, it. it was how many line. runs last week did people that, that Chubb or Hunt did not even get touched? So many that they did not get touched until 30 yards down, 20 yeah. yards down, or not even touched at all yeah. in a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, crazy. I, I'm looking for Njoku to be a threat this week. No, I agree. And and open up the middle of the field. Um, you know, they're going to have some tough linebackers that are going to be swarming. So I'm hoping to see more play action. Um, I guess one thing I did not say uh, about last week, and I'd like to carry on to this week too, is I think the play calling on both sides of the ball, except for the second half defensively, was Pretty damn good. Um, Joe Woods, I would say that the second half, he got too conservative and started playing soft coverage. Yeah, at, least, at least halfway through the third quarter. Um, the play calling through the first half defensively was lights out. The sending of double safeties. Um, you know, blitzing people, which you yeah. don't see a lot in Joe Woods' yeah. defense. You know, if we're going to uh, keep on this topic for just one second is even offensively, is that like when it is a third and short or third and like four, five, even seven, it'll go up to where no one's really open or they're just running routes that like, why would you do that? Or why would you make that play call? And right now we saw it last week where it's like short, quick slants. I just want more of those with like DPJ, just like more quick slants. It will get you those yards. Like, why are we trying to go for 10, 15, 20 yards when you need five? Like, that's what like I really liked last week, and I think we need to keep up too with the play calling. And no empty sets. Oh my god. That that, that killed me last year. How many times they would run empty sets? Yeah. I think I saw it three times on Sunday. And I hope they continue to just because they showed play action a lot, and I think that's where they lacked last season. It helps a lot. Um, you know, the, it changes the the eye the eyes of the def- defenders. They're they're looking at the running back. Well, and especially, when turn such, around. especially when you have Chubb and Hunt, like they are seriously worried about you running the ball. And then you, and then you throw I it. mean, they they opened a can of whoop ass, and I expect them to keep on doing that yeah. the whole entire season. And I also think I, I know they held the Ravens under three yards. The Jets did last week. I don't see them doing that anywhere close because the Ravens currently do not have a number one running back, let alone two number one running backs. So um, I think we're gonna light them up. I in mean, the it was it was seven yards a carry, and. Eat shit, Derrick Henry. That's all I got to say. Eat shit. Because, oh my God, I'm going to beat this damn drum. Dude. Nick Chubb is a better running back than Derrick Henry. Not a bold statement. Look at the stats. I'm going to take it one further. I think Nick this, Chubb is the best in the NFL. Look at the stats on how many attempts he has. Look he, at it last he puts year. up the numbers he puts up. And look at the numbers Derrick Henry does on 40 carries a game. It is not the same thing. He cannot make a play out of the backfield. He is he is lightweight slow. He really is. And once he he only can hit his speed after he gets a five yard buildup. Agreed. Yeah, acceleration's low. It's not there. But Nick Chubb's got no bounds. Nick Chubb's a beast. I'm I'm done with it. Nick Chubb's a more complete back than most backs in the NFL, and it's just bullshit 
that you would think otherwise. So I'm going to just say, let's go to our predictions. Before I keep going, I know we only have a couple minutes left. Before I go on another 30 minute rant. Gotcha. Do you want to sign it off, or do you want me to? Go ahead, go win, ahead. The, the winner of last week, the one that said that we were going to... I'm lost. okay that I lost. Okay. I have. I don't lose my pride when I bet on the Brown, Brown, bet against the Browns. Baker's going to go off. He's pissed. Hey, he he did go off in the second half. Oh, oh, what? Like, off the ground? <laughs> Dude. I don't know. He went off because two float coverage. Other than that, he was whack. Um... Now you see why we let him go or trade him. Um, I'm going to say this week, I, I think, yeah, they have a lot of weapons, and I think they're going to start running the ball a little bit more and have Flacco still going to throw over 40 times. Almost guarantee it. But I think they're going to run a little bit more. Um, you know, obviously they have some nice receivers. Pretty nice receiving core, actually. Pretty nice running backs, but in my opinion, we're going to win this one 27-13. I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, not really a blowout, but like I think they're going to win handily because, I mean, we're home. We got we got the elf in the center of the field, which people are pissed about, by the way, and have no idea this was a thing. By the way, you cannot cop up with this. It's awful. You don't like it? I don't like that elf. I like the original you elf. Like that elf. I got mm-hmm. you. Um, that one's just goofy looking. Like okay. That was the OG elf. I, I get it. The one that got in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, but it's like... Eh. I, I love it. It's uh, like I love they it. bring it out of nowhere. But I think... Yeah. I, I think at home, fans are behind them. Um, you know, and I think that our defense just fixes the like little mistakes that they had last week. And I think our offense is going to perform again. I think... We're going to have some really good plays, and I think at the end of the day, we're going to win this one. Let's uh, back a couple, a couple uh, scores here. Okay. What you got? Um, well, I think it's going to be another tight game. Um, this is a backup versus backup competition. Um, I think Jacoby will kind of have a similar game, yeah. and I think Joe Flacco will have a better game, for mm. him, at least stat-wise for himself. Uh, but he might have a better game than Jacoby. I will say this. The Browns' defense really showed me that they can be elite. Dominant. Same with the offensive line. And I have always been a strong believer in the games won in the trenches. And I think on both sides of the ball, the Browns have the edge in the trench. Um, you know, with the Jets' offensive line being banged up, um, the Jets having a very, very young defensive line, but still, I think is very good. Um, but this is a, a Browns defensive offensive line that I, I've seen manhandle teams week after week. And you know what this game kind of reminds me of on the defensive side? It reminds me of the Bears games last year because I, I think the Bears game was like when Miles Garrett just like took full advantage of that offensive line. And I can totally see that happening this week. You know, that, that is a very good comparison. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, I think this is going to be another very, sh- 
I mean, last week I thought it was going to be a very small scoring game. Like, not. You know, I'm noticing you just only have one string. Somewhere over here. Where's your other string at? Okay. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, dude, yeah, what string, dude? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see a lot of scoring in this game. I Sorry. I see it being like a 16-13 game. Eh. Cade York, again. Ice in his vein. For the dub? Or? Maybe not for the dub, okay. but he's going to kick us to a win. Okay. Um, I can see it. I, I mean, like I said, these games are not going to be pretty. They're always going to be ugly. I mean, at least for the next couple of weeks. Hell, I'd love a blowout win. I, I would absolutely love that. I won't be watching it from here, but I will be watching it in ro- section 118A, row 34, seats 4, 5, and 6, in the dog pound. Nice. About seven beers in, and a bottle of what? Crown Apple. What? <laughs> Coming straight from the mini lot, giving my report. The Browns will get a dub on Sunday. 2-0. 2-0, baby. Come on. First time since 1994. Not even a twinkle in my daddy's eye. Let's go. Let's get it. And that will wrap up this week's episode of the Mini Lot Report. Go Browns. Thanks for watching.